This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. And this is Habibi. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of going to a world that's filled with unimaginable monsters, horrors beyond sight and sound. And we haven't even gotten to Bureau 13. Or Detroit. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to say something. In a world of darkness, there's Bureau 13. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Embrace that inner Don LaFontaine. John, there you go. This week, we are talking about playing World of Darkness in the Bureau 13 universe. As we all know, Bureau thir- in Bureau 13, all stories are true, which... Uh, other than the obvious, means that you can put whatever you want to into Bureau 13 and it'll work because it's uh, it's a nexus of infinite possibilities and we couldn't stop you if we wanted to. So uh, we came up with the idea of, uh, we have previously talked about playing Bureau 13 in the World of Darkness universe in our series of playing uh, Tritac games in other people's uh, universes, and this time we're going to turn it around and we're going to say, okay, w- you know, what what would it take to bring World of Darkness into the Bureau Thirteen world and to play it effectively? So, uh, Habibi is our uh, our contact, our our expert on the World of Darkness. So, Bibi, could you just you know? Uh, I'm sure that most people are aware of the world of darkness, but perhaps you could give us a uh, a length and breadth of it so we can get some idea of what uh, job we've just decided to tackle. All right. Hey, hey Bruce, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll get it started. The world of darkness is, um, you know, it's a world much like Bureau 13 in that uh, the crazy supernatural stuff happens. There's a horror element. There is a, but it's not necessarily a horror game. It's kind of an action horror sort of thing. Uh, and, and Bureau 13, as I've always seen, it seems to go down that road very well, which is, which is why I thought the two of them married together pretty good. Um, to bring world of darkness into Bureau 13, I would, I would say that the, um, all of the, the, the stuff, the the organizations that uh, that you don't know about yet in Bureau Thirteen um, are, are are that way because they've been hidden. And maybe a few people know about it, but uh, I would say that up until the point of your campaign or whenever you want to decide to to begin this, that um, you know the Camarilla and the Sabbat and uh, and I, you know I'm not even totally sure that the new system, uh, the new version of World of Darkness um, goes down that that road so much. Uh, I can't remember. I think the Camarilla had issues and the Sabbath had issues, but well, just bear with me here. <laughs> so you could run with the old material as is. I know that one. I know that just a little bit better. Um, but I like some of the new stuff that they brought in. But anyway, uh, you could say that those organizations kind of existed, but they've been really in hiding and maybe they're making a play now, which is why your characters are encountering or if your players are very familiar with World of Darkness, maybe you've been playing it for a long time and you, and you want to try this new Bureau 13 system with some of the stuff that it brings, uh, you could just play with that and say that the Bureau is new or, or the Bureau is relatively new uh, or they just haven't clashed with them. They've been avoiding them for whatever reason. But anyway, um, it brings in a whole organizational aspect to the vampires and, and to the werewolves and to the uh, fae. And I even believe, you know, the wraiths have their own little organization going on. And um, uh, my favorite was the Geist. Uh, it was a really cool uh, sort of 
undeady type thing. Okay, well, uh, Peter, uh, can you do a survey of all the different games that comprise the World of Darkness universe? Oh, sure. Okay, so there's um, there's there's Vampire. And, uh, is it still called Vampire: The Masquerade? Um, I believe so. I was Vampire. Uh, there's Vampire. Okay, then there's uh, Werewolf. Um, there is Geist. Uh, there's Wraith. Um, oh, what is the fairy one? I never played them. A changeling. It's changeling, but but you're not really explaining what these are. Okay, okay, sorry. All right, so, all right. <laughs> okay, so, so vampire is, of course, vampires. And amongst the vampires are, are all these different clans. And then there's there's two different organizations that are made up of these clans. So you have the Camarilla and you have the Sabbat. And a lot of people try to think of the Camarilla as the good guys of the vampire world and the Sabbat as the sort of the bad guys of the vampire world. So like they're really bad guys, uh, but they just have two different approaches. It, it, they're not really, neither one of them's any better than the other one. I mean, the, the Camarilla does some really screwed up things um, that some people would consider quite evil and especially to each other. Uh, and in some ways the Sabbat, even though they, they tend to be more what you would consider sort of traditionally the bad guys, uh, they sort of in, in some ways stick together, but you know, it, a little more better that there's not quite as much of the intrigue with them. Uh, at least that's how we played it. And that's how I understood it. Uh, then you have werewolf and werewolf is, you know, of course all the different clans of werewolves. Uh, you know, you have the ones that live, uh, the ones that live in the city, which are known as the, oh, there's two of them actually, the bone nars and the, um, the glass walkers. Uh, and then you have the, the get Fenris, which is like the really, you know, I am werewolf, hear me roar. Um, and then, uh, I can't remember a lot of the other groups, but there's all these different uh, tribes of werewolves and they're, and they're more of a tribal type thing. Um, then we have, you have Wraith and I'm not really familiar with Wraith. I never played one of those. We didn't use them in our campaign too much, so I can't really speak to them a whole lot. Um, the Geist and the Geist are really cool. They're they're interesting. They were sort of a, they were a new one to the to the new system. Um, they are basically like a person who dies, and then this otherworldly spirit enters their body and reanimates them. So they're not really a ghost, but they're not a zombie, and they're not. I mean, they're they're just sort of this undeadish thing, you know, kind of like um. Like a like 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 a spirit possessed your body, but you still you're still you, so you're not that spirit. A revenant. Yeah, kind of a revenant. That's a good word for him. And and they're they are very very interesting. I'm not I'm not going to get into the show about like all the different things about them because they are. It, it would take a whole show just to talk about them because they're, they're very very complex characters. Uh, but they basically um, they help other ghosts. Like they they actually talk with ghosts a lot. Uh, they help. They help ghosts. Sometimes they kill ghosts. Depends. Again, it's another thing where you get into different groups and different clans and stuff. Uh, well, uh, White Wolf is 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 uh, that's like sort of their thing. Um, so there's different groups of or different teams, clans. I forget what they're called, but um, different groups of these guys. Oh, and Peter, I was, I was just looking at. I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia website, the font yeah. of all knowledge. Yes, sir. Uh, it actually does. It's with the with the, with the new setting, with the, with the reboot mm -hmm. setting. They actually dropped Wraith. Ah. Oh, they did drop Wraith. Okay. Oh, so they probably okay. They probably dropped Wraith and went with Geist because in Geist you deal with ghosts, but you're not playing a ghost. Um. All right. All right so that 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 makes a lot of sense. That, that I bet that's where the Geist came from. And as far as I'm concerned. From the two different concepts, the Geist is way cooler to play um, as a character, to, to intermingle with other characters. You know, you don't have to like, I'm going to try and manifest so I can turn that doorknob, you know, or whatever. Um, well, that's the way it was in Bureau 13. Yes, yes. Um, and then let me think, what was, uh, okay, where was I? Okay, so you have Geist, then you have, um, you have the Changeling, and I'm pretty sure they made the transition, right? Yes, they did. Okay, um... And Changeling, I never played Changeling very much. Habibi, have you ever played? Uh, did you ever play a Changeling or play with them much? Um, I didn't. I know someone in my party was. Mm hmm. But I didn't personally. There and and you know from just from like the interactions that our characters had with them, the game master used, and we didn't use them a whole lot. They were like they were almost alien. They were like another. I mean, they are. They're like a whole different race. They're you know like. And and they have, 
their goals and everything are completely different than anything that's human or even ever was human or half human. Um, they're kind of neat, and they have their own like fey world they go into. Uh, yeah, and, and the the werewolves have the have the umbra that they can go into, and the geists have the underworld that they can go into. So there's all these different worlds you can cross into, and and I I think, and we just don't let me forget to get back to these all these different worlds uh, when we talk about adventure ideas, uh, because each one of those is a cool adventure idea of something you can do. And then um, they got rid of the mages, didn't they? No, mage is still there. Oh, it's still there. Okay. In fact, the core—actually, I, 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 I dropped out for a little bit there. But yeah, I was just looking at the, the core is vampire, werewolf, and mage are the three core. Oh, really? Okay. We didn't we didn't do anything with the mage. Interesting. And then the uh, then the new uh, the, the limited series are Promethean, Changeling, Hunter, Geist, Mummy, and Demon. Oh, okay, so they kept the mummy, didn't they? All right. So, and I, and I was getting ready to get into that. Okay, so then. Uh, they have demon. You can play demons. We didn't do much with that, but what we did do though is one of the guys played a half demon, and that was interesting. Uh, another guy played a hunter, that was interesting, and of course that ties into Bureau Thirteen very, very well. Oh, uh, you could even you could even use the hunter book and develop, you know, maybe pull over some of the stuff that they had, and like if you're going to be playing the D twenty version, you it, find feats that match it, or it'd be a good guide for making new feats for the hunter. Um, and then the, uh, what was the, the, the last one there, John mummy. All right. So mummy, the original version of mummy, I played one of those and I really, I barely remember it cause it's a long, long time ago. They were kind of difficult to play. And my understanding is, is that they were going to revamp them completely. And maybe they did with the new system. I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know it made the transition. Yeah. Now they did add a new one based on looking at the old list. Promethean. Oh yeah, okay, Promethean. Yeah, I think those are like Frankenstein's. Yes, yeah. yes, they're go- golems in a lot of. Is yeah, is another way to yeah. think of them. Created, which life. is kind of cool. I always wanted to play a character. Uh, we we played Nightlife a long million years ago, right? And and you could, I think you could play like a Promethean type character in that, right? And animate or something. Are they are they golems or are they actually reanimated flesh? I don't know. I didn't play them. Okay. Uh, according to this, it, it's actually uh, it's, it's inspired by Frankenstein's monster, the golem, and Simulacra. Yeah, but the golem was uh, Frankenstein's monster. What, wasn't that a reanimated flesh? No. Story? No? No, he was made out of clay. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yes. All right. So so I guess it's, it's any one of those. According to them, a Promethean is created from the corpse of a human by a creator. In certain cases, desired components from one or more corpse are combined into a single end product. Very rarely, otherwise, inanimate matter may be used, making a sort of a, a metro android similar to a golem, but we consider greater variation. So it's it, the answer is it's more of a Frankenstein monster, your re, re, reanimated life, but you can make them part machine or part something. Right. Well, to me, the big question is: is it does does it eat? Okay. If it doesn't eat, it's not alive. And you don't say that here in the little summary. Yeah. Well, we never, like I said, we didn't. You know, none of us ever played one of those. The Promethean is not human. It is in in either a physiological or cognitive sense, it is a corpse that walks. Its autonomic functions and so replaced by the power of divine fire. So basically, yeah, it's not it's not life. It's basically an, it's an it's a very specialized version of a of a zombie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's basically God that's reanimating dead flesh. So yeah. It's a divine fire. It didn't say God. Say God. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear divine. I think something of heaven. No, but see, the whole story of Frankenstein is about a man usurping the power of God by in his, in his attempt to create life. It's 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 an Icarus type story. Yeah, very much so. Or Prometheus, like Promethean is what they call him. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that, but okay. Well, it's sort of a yeah, Prometheus know. brought fire from the gods to man. Right. Yes. Well, I'm saying, and and there was, and and they punished him because of all the the. They said that's sort of the, uh, the you know the destructive nature of man came out. He was able to make weapons of war, and because right. without fire you can't have steel, and without steel you don't have swords, and blah 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 blah. And for Prometheus, Prometheus' reward was being chained to a rock and having a vulture eat his eat his liver out every day. Every day. Yeah. 
liver again. <laughs> but it's nice to know, you know, that your day is planned. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to eat today? Liver again. Yeah. yeah, it's like dogs, right? You know, you give them dog food every day and they're like, wow, it's dog food right. again. <laughs> Okay, they actually, they, they give several lineages, too. So Frankensteins are basically what they are. They're basically follow Mary Shirley, the Mary Shelley novel. Galateids, always known as muses. Uh, okay, they're, they're, they are more than one, two or more corpses put together. All right. Or Syriana is... Uh, the, party, the body was divided into 13 parts... And then put back together again with one of the parts removed. <laughs> so it's interesting. That sounds odd. Yeah. Tammuz. Ah, Tammuz are golems. Yeah. So okay, so they have, they have different kinds. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, just like Bureau 13 has a zillion varieties of everything anyways, it's it makes sense. Um as as a slight aside, uh, if you want to, there's been a couple of, of interesting movies recently uh, about Frankenstein type monsters. Uh, one is I Frankenstein, which I just watched. How was that? It was surprisingly good. Really, I heard bad things. I thought it was going to well. See, it looked just like it was the Frankenstein version of Von Helsing, but that was all commercial. They were just like showing it off as this only an actioneer, but it has a, 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 has a soul in the middle of it. Okay, that's all I can say. Okay. It, it, is, it is about Frankenstein, and it's about him coming to terms with, I'm sorry, Frankenstein's monster coming to terms with himself and dealing with this larger landscape of a battle between uh, demons and heaven. Uh, but uh, And the second one is uh, the uh, Showtime series Penny Dreadful, has Frankenstein's monster in it, and uh, and it's it's a, a much more street level Frankenstein versus the I Frankenstein. But here, here's again, you have a monster who's trying to come to terms with a life that he uh, well, basically to to his own uh, internalizing of the loathing of his uh, creator toward him, and it's it, you know it's a lot more dram- uh, melodramatic. Because it's a Showtime series, and they wanted to go week after week after week instead of just you know a, a two-hour movie. But anyways, I'm saying both those are good resources if you want to dig into the psychology of being a reanimated uh, or a constructed person. If you want to go totally in the opposite direction from that, you can always read Friday from uh, Heinlein. Oh. Which was about a a woman who was an artificial person. She was she was born and and, and you know basically decanted and grew up and in a in a society where she was considered a disposable person. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Actually, another good one would be would be the Wind Up Girl, which was a, uh, a Hugo Award winning novel. That's a recent one. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, I I heard a, a long time ago that some people just thought that um, the mummy was like the bee's knees. I mean, it was you know the people were like saying you have this thing doesn't look like much, but when you dig down into his abilities, they're awesome. Right? Does anybody know anything about the mummy? The the mummy characters in the in the game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the mummies they really are immortal. I mean, you you really have to to go through all kinds of hoops to destroy them. Uh, but they take damage like anyone else. So you can you can put one down as easily as you can put down a human. So that's a downside. Um, they do have abilities. And, and I played one for just a very short while. And I really – I apologize. I really don't remember exactly the stuff they could do. I do remember they had ways to make themselves tougher using these abilities, make themselves stronger, faster, much like the vampires do where they could – they access. They have like a power. Of course, they have a power source of some kind, and they could beef up their their toughness and stuff. And they had some abilities to do things. Um, but one of the things I remember about them is that y- you had to go through crazy steps to kill them for good. Uh, there, because they always had this way to to get get them back in their sar- keep their remains or whatever it is back in their sarcophagus, and they could come back. Oh, like like the two uh, 
recent mummy movies that they happened several years ago, the the mummy and the and the mummy returns. Right. Wait, what's his name? Yes, and they, and they they also. Hmm. Oh, uh, uh, not Imot- Was Imhotep? No, no. I'm talking about the actor. The, the, it, it was uh, like Udo something. He, uh, I remember, the only thing I remember him from was he, he played George of the Jungle in the, in the live action movie. Oh, oh, you're talking about the star, um, Brendan Fraser. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the uh, the mummy. The guy. mummy, yeah, that's what I thought. No, 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 the mummy guy. He was good too. Yeah. So was the princess. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, they, yeah, they, um, they, they're tough. They're tough to to get rid of. Um, and they're kind of. I mean, they're neat. I, I. Didn't think, in, if, in my opinion. Now, I'm not. I'm not like a big Egypt guy, which would be help if you if you played them, knowing a lot about Egypt and stuff, and and the game master could could revolve some story around it because they've been around. You're obviously have been around forever. Um, it's because your character will date back to the the ancient Egyptian times. Um, mm. so I think if your game master is willing to put a little time in and give you some of that, give you some of that, um background and play with it and stuff they'd be a lot more interesting but i didn't find it very interesting i mean and maybe the new version is is beefed up maybe they they found that hole and beefed it up because i don't think it was very popular the first go around well you're saying that the the um i'm blanking the the egyptians yep out of the kabbalah families the mubarak clan controlled egypt those that would be a good way to introduce the bureau is like through the Price family, they say, yeah, there's another family out there, and they're dealing with this new group. You know, they're really, you know, powerful and very unique, and there's not a lot known about them. And in that, the Bureau could get drawn into all the various vampire and werewolf clans, and all of a sudden they walk in with, you know, their guns on their sides going, oh, heck no, we did not sign on for this. <laughs> well, what I what I think would be kind of interesting. I mean, do do we want to like transition now into like adventures and stuff to do with this? Well, what I wanted to know is that I I realize that they've got lots of games in their world of darkness, but are they? Is this is it actually designed for these things to integrate with each other, or are these just simply different things that are happening in the same general world, and you're not really supposed to be bumping into the various other books. Well, in the first go around of their their World of Darkness product line, no, they were not designed to be played with each other. Matter of fact, we had to jump through some hoops to play werewolves and vampires in the same campaign, and I'm sure everybody did it. Uh, they didn't always mix well. Like, for example, in the in, in the earliest versions, if you were playing a werewolf. Um, you're playing an early werewolf and you went up against an early vampire character, that vampire was toast. I mean, he did not stand a chance against you. Um, and I don't care what vampire you played, that werewolf would tear you to ribbons in no time. Um, but I think in the newer version, they fixed a lot of that stuff. They they And they were meant to be played. I think that the new books, from my understanding, the way we were playing it, we didn't have to do anything and everybody integrated perfectly. Yeah, looking at the at the write up in in the Wikipedia entry, yes, it's like to decide to play between four and six sub races, right? Which in, which the vampires, werewolves, blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah, I think that the new system. I think they learned their lesson from that. That people, you know, people who were going to play vampire, you, you know, you would you would have somebody at the table be like, I want to play a werewolf, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and you know, another person would say, Well, I don't want to play either one of them. I want to play. I want to play a hunter. You want to play a slayer. Right. And if you did that, I mean, they're not uh, – there's there's almost nothing they could do about that. I mean, if you're playing a human who's a slayer, yeah, you can kind of go up against them, but you're not going toe-to-toe like like these guys are. But I'm wondering, you know, I, I said back in my mind, you turn vampires and werewolves. I keep thinking that one episode of, of the animated Ghostbusters – where they ran into werewolves and vampires, and the vampires bit the werewolves, and the werewolves bit the vampires, and then you got were vampires. No, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, no, I I don't think that happened. And then they what? And then you kill it, and it becomes a geist. I, don't... <laughs> I am geist vampire wolf. 
Yeah. Well, they, they they trapped him on an island by making sure there's running water going around it, and no one invited them off. So you know, oh. they're stuck. And that's well, that's the beautiful thing about vampires. None of that none of that stuff exists. I mean, uh, I I'm trying to remember. Holy holy relics don't work against vampires. I don't think I don't rem- I'm can't remember. No, basically from the uh, the original Hunter's book. Uh, essentially, the other thing that worked, uh, the things, holy relics and stuff didn't work unless you truly believed that they did. And you had to have like a faith stat. Like it wasn't just you saying my character is religious. Okay, great. You're religious. You had to have like a conviction of faith. Right, right. And yeah. that's, an, uh, you know, and, and that was one of the reasons why the hunters were very weak in comparison to most of the supernatural creatures was because essentially they had to make an activation roll every time that they wanted to use a bane. Right. Okay, so uh, that's that would be a big difference if you had, you know, a uh, uh, world of darkness because banes would work in the world of darkness. That part yes. of their 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 immunities to that sort of thing would be gone in the Bureau Thirteen because that's a big part of the Bureau Thirteen game. Right. Right. And looking at the re- and the write up, yeah, cr- crucifixes, garlic, and holy water don't do nothing. Right, but Are they you- would now. Well, they would now. Oh, that would suck for a bureau agent who had all that, and it's like pulls out a cross. Ha! Okay, we have a problem. Well, that would you know what that would be, um, th- and that would be a good reason why you could say that the the vampires and werewolves and stuff have remained hidden as best as they could up until your characters start discovering these these organizations. Like, you know, you say the bureau always knew there. You know, well, yeah, of course we know there's vampires, and we've heard rumors of the of of them organizing and stuff. But we, you know, we've never been able to make it. We've never been able to pinpoint it down. Or maybe you've got a few guys who are like. Yeah, we know they're organized, but we need to, we need to learn more about it. Maybe there's there's your big campaign, you know, and you've got all this this material from World of Darkness that you could use um, that your characters could uncover. I mean, it's like it's just it's a slew. I mean, if, if White Wolf does anything well, they write settings like nobody's business. I mean, they write very good settings. See, if you have a almost in all cases, if you have a character that is immortal, unless that character um, is just kind of uh, well, either they have they're constantly dealing with the fact that they have to get a new identity, or if they are uh, basically not really well organized, well educated, or whatever, uh, you can slowly amass a huge amount of money over the centuries. Well, because there are certain clans of the vampires, and let me look this up here because I have uh, the Monty Clark New World of Darkness, and I have, well, a couple of netbooks. They're like homebrew. One of them is for D20 Modern, the vampire. There's one, there's a particular clan of vampires that just, like, ah, the Giovanni. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Financiers and necromancers, other kindred are loathed to trust of the mercenary Giovanni who seem to use their influence towards some unknown end. Part of Giovanni's unhealthy reputation stems from the fact that it's a very insular clan drawing almost all of its members from incest to his moral family. Those guys, yeah, they would be the ones are the planners because they would be having the finances that lasted. They would be there saying, yeah, we knew the Medici family. Oh well, the Monty Cook is different from the reboot ver- from the from the uh, official version because there is no Giovanni in in the uh, in the in, in the uh, w- w- um, White Wolf version. The old no, the old version there is. Ah, the old version there was a Giovanni. Yeah, the Giovanni. Remember, I'm I'm getting my my vampire clans from this D20 modern conversion that somebody just uh, they call it a netbook. Right. Just somebody whipped it up and put it and made it for D20 modern. That's where I'm getting my information. From. Well, like I said, John. Like I said, John. The clans. The I I know that whole clan system. The Camarilla and the Sabbat both went through a major rework, or or maybe they were gotten rid of. I can't. I I don't know. Like I said, we didn't play. We didn't play vampires when we played the new version. Uh. So I. But but we know that there was a lot of change. Yeah. Just thinking when 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 Bruce was talking about. You know, a vampire. Unless, unless you weren't very smart, I'm going. So, Cletus the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yep, come over here. I tell you what, I'm gonna suck that blood right out of you there. I will tell you what. 
The Nosferatu clan. A, ho- a, home- a homeless vampire. Another intellectual property, uh, which is unrelated to this, the whole Highlander se- uh, series and novels and, and movies as such, you know, most of the immortals, they never really better themselves. They just kind of go along. Sometimes they do okay, but eventually they have to give up their lives and take another identity because they don't age. And so they end up in that particular series and movies, except for a very few individuals, they always end up seeming to be pretty much middle class. Yeah, I remember a net, another netbook, and I don't have it anymore. There, Somebody did a netbook a la White Wolf of Highlander. And it was pretty well done considering how many years ago it was. This is like 15, 20 years ago when I saw this. But they did a Highlander version a la White Wolf of this type of where the clans are hidden and they could be played with the vampires and the werewolves and whatnot. So I do remember that. I, I could not get it again to save my life, but I do remember seeing it. Yeah, so much lost in the mists of gaming time. Yeah, wow, yeah. Um, okay, but so, uh, uh, but the thing I always knew about the vampires was, it, unless you were a very young vampire, uh, it always seemed like the clans were very wealthy. And that was a big distinction between the vampires versus a lot of the other games that came out with White Wolf. Like, you know, there are lots of werewolves, but they're not, like, rich. Right. No, they weren't. And and I don't know about some of the other games. The mages, it seemed like because they needed, uh, you know, like, I don't know what they called their their circles or whatever. They, they seem to have, you know, covens, okay? And those seem to be fairly well to do. But they were always very hidden. So, um, again, it's, uh, I mean, they weren't immortal, so it's not really a, a good comparison. It gave the term old money clarity of meaning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, if you, I can imagine a uh, really old vampire. I mean, we're talking, you know, you know, thirteenth, fourteenth, or even you know, tenth century vampire. You know, he was formed back then. If you think, if you think that's old, John, I mean, well, okay, but that's old enough for a lot of folks. Though a couple thousand years, that's still. He may not be very happy with the modern world. It's not the world he grew up in, so he may actually not interact with the world as, as such, but only through his minions, so to speak. Oh, I'm telling you this modern world today and these vampires, they're going out and just sucking any blood. They're not checking to see the lineage. Oh, these kids today. They do not know the the, 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 the true power of, of the darkness that slides the veins. <laughs> when I was a young bat, I had to fly uphill both ways. I swear I was not expecting to hear gray beard vampires. <laughs> These werewolves, get off my lawn. <laughs> when I was a young vampire, I would just go to the village and just go, you, come here, I will suck. We had to, we had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to get a good drink of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Werewolves with a notebook, and we had, and we were thankful for that blood. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, all the virgins were over at Madame Bathory's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Private joke there while I was laughing. Never mind. So, right. shut that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there, uh, Bruce. Just, just so you know, there is, there was one clan of werewolves that um, could possibly have a great deal of money. And that was what they called the glass walkers. And they were the werewolves that lived amongst society and actually integrated in it very well and sought power from within uh, man society. So they, they could be corporate. You could have a corporate werewolf, you know, who makes a lot of money. So how much does Bureau 13 know about the world of darkness? Okay, I would say that Maybe some of the really old members, people who survived the massacre of 77, might, 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 in caps and boldface, know legends of them. That's it. And remember, because when the Bureau went underground in 77 after the massacre, what was it, 90% of the agents were either killed or, or fled? Or retired. Or retired, right. So... Any information you're going to get of the world of darkness 
is going to be sketchy and legend and hearsay. So here come these new agents now, all, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Joe America that have, oh, yeah, we're trained. Yeah, we're ready to go. What do you mean there's this out there? And they got to track this down. So you don't think they've rebuilt their uh, creature database in the following 30 years? Not about the world of darkness. I would say about a lot of other people, but the world of darkness, if they've stayed hidden for as long as they have, they'd be, as I said, they would be legend at best. The stuff that senior agents would shudder when they would hear that come up again. Yeah, but okay, I'm looking at uh, Werewolf right now. I'm looking at the tribes. And they've got the Iron Masters. And uh, this is this goes along with what he was talking about earlier, how some were closer to humanity. Mm-hmm. And these ones claim cities for their territory. So you would think if they're keeping up with human technological advances, they, they feel bonded to humanity, they're claiming cities as their territory, you would think that Bureau 13 would have run across things like these. Okay, yeah. It, it, they might, they might, but the, the way these werewolves would roll, from what I imagine, their werewolf, their their lycanthropic supernatural nature, it would just be the old money. They wouldn't let it be known that there are any supernatural leanings. The bureau would find out about those leanings and just realize, oh crap, this is a lot more than what we expected. I would think that would be the way they'd go, but these guys. Was it the what's the name of the clan? Um, Glasswalkers, masters. The Iron Masters. Iron Master. They wouldn't. They would say, <laughs> yeah, well, they, they're known as the Iron Masters, but they would be like the Illuminati and and the Carbonari, just an old fashioned group from way back when, with very little supernatural um, background. They, you know, and they also they also may work under the guise of organized crime. That too, yeah. Or they are organized crime. I mean, the Brugia were always like the crime lords, right? Right, and that depends. You know, again, that depends on where you want to go with with your campaign. Do you want to start it out with Bureau Thirteen knowing about these agencies? Maybe they do. Maybe there's a, a truce of some sort, or maybe there's um, you know, because maybe the Bureau knows they can't win an all out war with these guys, or or maybe they don't want to stir the pot. You know, things are are. Or level, or maybe someone in the you know a couple of the higher ups in the bureau know about it, and they've kept it quiet from the other agents. And maybe your group finds out about it, and maybe that's the maybe that's the core of your adventure is finding out this dirty little secret that the agency knows about. You know, maybe some of those guys are corrupt and they're working with them. Who knows? Well, you, like you guys saw, um, do you see Josh Wheaton's movie? Um, the what was the one with the 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 cabin in the woods? Is the name of it? Cabin in the Woods, a perfect example. You've got an agency that works with, you know, the supernatural elements. Maybe you want to take your bureau down that road. I mean, one of the I was just looking through the various uh, gr- uh, hunter groups, and one of our stands out that you may actually not want to have in the game because it pretty much is Bureau 13, uh, that is Task Force Valkyrie. They basically are Bureau 13 to some extent. It, who's that? What's this? Uh, it's when the it's when the hunter groups. Okay. I mean, if you yeah, if you go if you go, you know go that route, you know, there's a bunch of other hunter groups you can interact with, but this is when it reads very much like basically they'd be at cross purposes with with the bureau from from the beginning. You know, I read up their history, uh, such as faking the death of President Lincoln. They didn't fake his death; they failed to stop his death. Well, no, in this case, uh, yeah, after he was kidnapped and they had to use a lookalike and stage and state and, and their top agent, John Wilkes Booth, had to stage the event. Are you, wait, are, are you talking about Task Force Valkyrie? Yeah, I'm reading up. I'm reading it, looking at it right now, the link you gave me, and it said. Oh, I got you. I see. Yeah, yeah. That Abraham was killed. Yes, and because they and the the team leader Gordon West, which sounds an awful lot like someone in Bureau like Thirteen, some, like some two different characters in a certain TV series. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I'm reading it through again. I misread that. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah, so the president was killed. You know, and then they uh, use a lookalike and convince John Wilkes Boops to kill that lookalike. Right, but Abraham was already dead. 
lovely lunch of bunch of people, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. But like I said, they're the bureau for all intents and purposes in the, in the game. Or the Men in Black, because that's one of their other names. That's yeah. true, too. They could also be Men in Black. But then again, I always considered Men in Black to be a special branch of the Bureau, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing, is that you, you don't want to step on Bureau 13's territory, since it's already there. Uh, I don't see any problem about having the Hunters, because most of the Hunters are, in fact, very small um, you know, groups. They, they're not really organized in any way. And uh, it would it, be the same thing as saying, well, let's, let's put the supernatural uh, uh, show into Bureau 13, uh, you know, except for the big overarching plots like the destruction of the world. Yeah. Destruction of the world with Satan coming back. That would be that, you know, that would be a little bit of a thing, but most of the time, you know, you, you basically have very small groups of hunters going out there and doing jobs, which essentially is what Bureau 13 does, but with better resources. Yeah. I, I look at some of these actions as a way for your agents to find out about what's going on in the, in the background. I mean, you, you, you encounter one of these groups, while investigating an, a, uh, a, a, a incident. And you, you're going, wait, 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 wait. You hunt vampires? <laughs> oh, yes. And they pull out a necklace of teeth. Okay. Right. That's hardcore, baby. Yeah. 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 And not necessarily a good thing, by the way. Yes. Yeah, right. Since, since Bureau 13 believes that the supernatural is not necessarily an evil thing. And not all vampires are bad, right? And 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 that's what's good. That's what's good about this because you know, vampire was very much like that. You didn't have to be, you know, a a bad guy. You, you I mean, you you did if you wanted to be powerful. You lost your humanity, didn't you? Well, yeah, pretty no. much. There's bad guys and there's bad guys, right? Habibi? I mean, what would you say? But no, I mean, some were bad, some were good. Um. There, there was. I'm trying to remember which stat it was. Was about um, you. It was humanity. It, it wasn't called humanity, but it was a stat about uh, losing your humanity. And uh, basically, the more humanity you lost, the, the closer you got to monster. And I'm looking. I've got like 20 tabs open right now because it was. It was just so interesting. <laughs> so I can't find it. And I'm looking trap. Wow. Now I'm looking over Task Force Valkyrie here, and it's like, yeah, you could sit there and even start the campaign as, okay, you're a particular form of, you're a particular part of Bureau 13, you call yourselves this, and that's how you could start a campaign by, yeah, you guys in Task Force Valkyrie, you've come upon information about all these various supernatural beings who have formed all these cabals and everything and go from there. That could be a campaign threat. Yeah. Well, you could just simply use them as uh, one of those hero teams. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just, just what they decided to call their team was Task Force Valkyrie. Yeah, that's what I mean. A particular subset of the Bureau. Yeah. But it's like... And, and this might be one of the few teams that survived and continued after the massacre of 77. So they could still trace back their history back to, you know, the, 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 or the original, you know, they're all descended from the original riders with, uh, Horace Gordon. Yeah. But also thinking that they also could be old style in their methods too, that, okay, you know, you guys can use your mages and all that magic. We're using good old on steel and silver. You know, they may not. They may not. They may not make use of magic. They may or 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 under team. Well, you got to remember, John. In the bureau, it took them damn near twenty years for them to realize we got to start firing fire with fire. They didn't get a they didn't get a witch and an alchemist into the bureau until oh god, I believe eighteen eighty four. So that's twenty years in. The bureau realized, yeah, we're getting our butts handed to us because all we've got is our faith and guns. We need to actually start getting into the supernatural. So they begrudgingly brought on a witch and an alchemist to start dealing with the supernatural more on its level. Wait a minute, Trav, did you say fire with fire? Yeah, fighting fire with fire because they were in, 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 the, in the beginning – 
all the bureau was was uh, Lafayette C. Baker and his hand-picked U.S. Army and cavalry and maybe some Confederate soldiers riding around, duking it out and shooting it out with Supernatural. That's it. Oh, oh. I was I was actually gonna I was just I was just saying it for a joke because I was gonna say fire bad yeah yeah don't hurt this thing fire bad <laughs> but, well as we as we talked about on our Bane show the the groups that decided to to uh, issue uh, magic and other as including supernatural elements uh, their main uh, re- course would be to go and become very knowledgeable about Banes and use them with regular equipment. And as we, as you just mentioned, John, fire works almost always. At the very least, you can delay him for a while. There's all, I, I can, I, I, there's very few creatures that are, that are going to basically laugh at your, at your fire attack. Uh, water elementals and, uh, and earth elementals. <laughs> Well, Clay Golems go. You're just gonna make. You're just gonna. It's still me pretty out. much the same thing. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much Earth Elemental. Yeah. Anything that's got flesh of any kind pretty much doesn't like the touch of the, you know, uh, of of the the the, the Bonnie Fire. All right, so we've got um, these various groups, and of course, the GM's going to decide how much of the world of darkness he wants to bring into Bureau Thirteen. So what's uh, so. You know, what kind of adventures would you like your teams to go on that would involve the uh, World of Darkness? Well, I would think with the Bureau, it would depend on what facet of the World of Darkness you're bringing in. Now, these werewolves that the Iron Masters that Habibi brought up, or the Giovanni, if you were looking to get into corporate America and finding out, okay, we got these corporations here, we found this dummy corporation. Well, we traced it back to this corporation that's been around for 300 years in Europe. Then they start delving, you know, what? oh, God, what do they call it? Forensic accounting. Yeah, that's it. And they start dealing with that and realizing there's a paper trail that goes back hundreds of years through dummy corporations. And then they find out, wait a minute, there's no way that this company could have lasted this long unless there was a supernatural element. Then they find out, okay, it's either these Iron Masters or the Giovanni. Yeah, they've been around for 300 years because they're supernatural. And they open up that whole can of worms. Or you could have, um, let's see, if you're doing the Bureau, oh, there's these horrible gangs that are just ripping these people apart, and they're in Central Park and all that, and you find out they're the gang grill. The, the very brutal, animalistic vampire clan. So, I mean, there's many ways that you could bring in the Bureau, bring the World of Darkness into the Bureau and just, you know, slide them in. It just depends on what type of campaign you're running. If you're running more corporate espionage and more where you got your mouthpieces doing the work, or if you're running it that they're just investigating something that, you know, something pings on their computer and says... Yeah, you but you guys might want to check this out. This is something that the police are not going to be able to handle, or if they do so, there's going to be a lot less policemen by the time it's over. I do like the the idea of the the gang rule, uh, gang violence, because they're going to be just be looking and going, yeah, this was a rumble, and these people look like they were ripped. These gang members look like they were ripped apart by animals, because from what I understand, the gang rule are very bloody. <laughs> there was even a WWF, now WWE character back in the day called Gangrel, who basically patterned, the, the wrestler patterned himself after a vampire. And you knew darn well what they were referring to, and I think they phased him out because White Wolf probably got a little wonky about, you know, the property use. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> We're not going to bring up the whole underworld white world thing or white wolf thing, but, um, but yeah, I could, it just depends on what type of campaign you're willing to run with your players and what, you know, you could, there's many ends into the world of darkness that Bureau 13 can go. And I mean, I'm only have a passing familiarity with vampire out of the 14 clans I saw in this netbook. I have, I know of six 
The other six I'd never heard of. So, I mean, just with the six that I know, I saw about seven or eight ways that you could just, you know, integrate these two settings. Now, I like I said, like I've been I've been hinting to, I really really like the idea of having uh, having the party discover um, discover these groups and trying to to get more information about it, like a detective type thing. Uh, but at the same time, let's see, what other kind of adventures could you have? You know that that would integrate these characters. I mean, you've, you've got the whole you got the changeling. That would be an interesting you know interesting thing to go with. The mummies would be really interesting too because they go, on, they hide for very long periods of time, and they summon ghosts to do their bidding while they sleep. You know, e- even if we're sticking with vampire and werewolf, the the different clans in vampire are so vastly different from one another. It's it's basically a bottomless pit of creativity. You have you know you have your devas, which are all your they're your succubi. Okay. And you have uh, your gangrels are your shapeshifters. Okay. And you have uh, clan maquette, which is the ones from ancient Egypt. They're they're the ones in Egypt, and you have your Nosferatu, who oh, are yeah. all um, mutated. Yeah, I, I, and they can only create mutants. Oh, okay. Um, what was the one about the the Egyptian one you just Mechet? called? Okay, and in, in the netbook here, I call them. I see them as setite. Setite. Okay. Uh, Serpentine that, followers of Set are said to worship the undead vampire ser- deity Set. Is that based on uh, the masquerade? Which vampire is that based on? Uh, not sure. Let me look. Just says D twenty one conversion. <laughs> That might be the camera. They might be one of the Camarillas. I think. I think that one of one of the Camarilla uh, enclaves. Yeah, I, that's what I'm seeing here. I'm. I, they. They tell. I'm not Camarilla. I'm sorry. I got it all script. The Sabbat. I think they're one of the Sabbat. Well, no. I'm seeing affiliation. They listen. Some Camarilla. Some Sabbat. Others. The affiliation just says none. So I think this netbook that I have here was based in that Camarilla Sabbat era of White Wolf. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.